0: Welcome back to another episode of Encouraged to Encourage podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lakia Peters, and as always, I'm excited to be with you today. Today, I would like to talk about this topic called Living Letters of Recommendation. And our key scripture for this message is going to come from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Um, verses 1 through 3. Initially I will read this out of the Christian Standard Bible and then we'll look at it in another translation. Uh, Before I get started I do just want to open up with a word of prayer. Father in the name of Jesus we just thank you for this day. We thank you for each and every day that you allow us to wake up clothed and in our right mind. Father we thank you Lord God for your grace, your mercy, your protection, your provision upon our lives. Father God. We thank you, Father God, for being a good God, a mighty God, and you are worthy to be praised, Father God. I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you touch every heart, Father God, that you touch every person that will listen, that will hear this in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you bless them, you keep them, you deliver them, you set them free, you heal those who are in need of healing, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you are God. You are God of God. You are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. And I thank you, Father God. And I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you speak through my lips, Father God, and allow this to be an encouraging word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, first in the Christian Standard Version. It says, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some, letters of recommendation to you, or from you. You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are Christ's letter, delivered by us, not written with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And then now I want to read this out of God's Word translation. It says, Do we have to show you our qualifications again? Do we, like some people, need letters that recommend us to you or letters from you that recommend us to others? You're our letter of recommendation written in our hearts that everyone knows and reads. Amen. So living letters of recommendation is what we're going to talk about today. But I want us to look at the natural aspect of a letter of recommendation I and mean, just what it means in the practical. Letter of recommendation. Maybe you've asked someone to write a letter of recommendation for you. You've applied for a job um, and either they required a letter of recommendation or you wanted to go the extra mile and say, hey, I want to provide this letter of recommendation. Um, And so the thing about letters of recommendation, right, is it's a letter written on your behalf and it's to recommend you right for whatever position you're applying for now in second corinthians 3 verses 1 through 3 paul is talking to the church he's talking i'm sorry he's talking to the people of corinth the church in corinthians right but as we get into this i want you to think about this that god wants to speak to us today as it relates to being a living letter of recommendation And so what is a letter of recommendation it's a letter written to someone on your behalf that praises you or it talks about a job well done it's written by someone who can vouch for you vouch for their educational vouch for the person's educational or professional performance so again the purpose in this is to gather additional information about the candidate So I wanna go back to that definition. It's written on someone else's behalf. So someone is writing this letter of recommendation on our behalf, or we could be writing the letter of recommendation on their behalf. But it's to praise them, it's to talk about the good things that this person does, the good qualities that they have, and then to talk about a job well done. Now the thing about writing a letter of recommendation for someone is it says also, you have to be able to vouch for them. That means you've had to have witnessed them in their character maybe the letter of recommendation is strictly about their character because there's different types of letters of recommendation that can be written on behalf of someone who knows you personally so they may not know what your job qualities are qualifications are but they might know you as a person and then it might be both right you ideally you want it to be written by someone who knows you personally and someone who has worked worked with you right because if and again I want to go back to there's different types of letters of recommendation it's not just for a job in fact recently I've had to do a couple of not well recently I did a letter of recommendation for uh, a staff member who is trying to go back to school and so it was a specific format it asked some specific questions and so I was able to just kind of answer those questions about my employee as it relates to going back to school But then I've also had to, I've been asked to write letters of recommendation for staff members who um, were no longer gonna stay on the job with me. They have put in their notice and they trusted me enough to be able to come to me and ask if I would give them this letter of recommendation. And so the thing about it too, is when we think about that, especially when you're currently at a job and you're leaving and you're asking your current employer or your supervisor to give you a letter of recommendation, then again, that suggests that this person is going to, praise you, or speak well of you. Um, I would just caution you, right, if you didn't give your two-week notice, if you didn't do things right, then you probably wouldn't want to ask your current supervisor to give you a letter of recommendation. Um, But again, those are different types of letters of recommendation. And I've had people who used to work for me and then reached back out to me after they have been gone and maybe asked for the letter of recommendation. So there's, again, different types and different ways that you can get a letter of recommendation. But the purpose, again, is to gather additional information about the can- candidate to give whoever it is, whether it's the school or the new job, a bigger picture of the candidate. Right. To give that final like, OK, yes, this person would be a good fit or no, they wouldn't. So the first aspect of this is Paul is questioning the church regarding them acting like they don't know his qualifications, right? It said, do I need to give you my qualifications again, right? Do you not know already who I am and and what I've contributed, what I've done for Christ, right? Because Paul lived a life for Christ that speaks for itself. We can all agree that Paul lived a life that speaks for itself. So he's like, do I need to give my qualifications again? But I feel like my life is It reflects who I am and and what I say I am and that I do what I say I do. And I represent Christ in my life and the way I conduct myself. Then he's reminding them about how they are also supposed to be living letters of recommendation for Christ. Because with this recommendation, you're recommending someone. So from the spiritual aspect of this, living letters of recommendation for Christ. The one, our savior, right? The one who we serve, the one who we love, the one who died on the cross for us. So ask yourself, am I living, am I a living letter of recommendation for Christ? Does my life and actions praise the one whom I say I serve? Does it show a job well done on behalf of Christ who I say I serve and who I live for and who I believe in? Because we're still talking about being living letters of recommendation. And as we ask ourselves that, we want to look at it from that aspect of the letter of recommendation in that practical sense, but applying it to our spiritual walk, applying it to our spiritual lives, and being able to ask ourselves. Now, in Matthew 5 and 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Living letter of recommendation that your light, my light shines, but what I do is to give, is to praise a job well done for my father in heaven. Not about giving the praise to us, but can people see us and see the light in us and be able to praise God? Amen. So is it all about you or is it all about him? And these are self-reflection questions. You guys know I'm big on self-reflection because it's easy to point the finger at someone else. It's easy to say what someone else is not doing, but it's the self-reflection that we have to do within ourselves. And this is to me too. These are, this is self-reflection for me and for you, right? Do people see Jesus or do they see you? And one of the clear, clear ways I like to use this as a, a judgment line, like that line of judgment to be able to self-reflect and kind of put myself in a in check and ask, right? When we say, do they see you or do they say Jesus, right? Are you patient or am I impatient? Am I kind or am I unkind? Do I have peace or am I always upset and just frustrated, or just disillusioned, right? Just some telltale ways to kind of start this self-evaluation when we ask ourselves, Do people see you or do they see Jesus, right? Am I willing to help or am I the one that says, oh no, get somebody else to do it, amen? (laughs) So I'm trying to make it plain to give us a, a, a clear picture of how we can determine who people see, right? Because we must show people that it is the Lord who allows us to do all things. So anything that I'm able to do, good or bad, right? In my weakness, in my strength, It's because of God. It's nothing that we're able to do in and of ourselves. And that's something I I remind myself of often. I pray it often. It's nothing that I'm... I am nothing without Christ. I can't breathe. I can't move. I can't think. I can't do anything without Christ. And that's a way to make sure we stay humble, right? To humble ourselves and to remind ourselves regularly that apart from Christ, I am nothing. I can do nothing. But in Christ... Scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's the key. We want to make sure that it's Christ who strengthens us. I want to go back to uh, where we started, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I want us to look at verse 4 and 5. It says, such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. So that just qualified what I said about it's not about me. It's nothing that we're able. Our confidence should not be in ourselves, but our confidence should be in Christ, the one who gives us the strength, the one who saved me, the one who allows me to do any and everything that I'm able to do. Colossians three seventeen says, and whatsoever you do, in word or deed, you do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. To everything I'm able to do, I give thanks to God. I cannot forget to thank God. I cannot forget that, again, it's not me, but it's all about him. Amen? Amen. Now let's look at 10 ways to represent Christ or 10 qualities. Because we talked earlier about that letter of recommendation it's to praise someone, it's to talk about a job well done, and we're talking about being living letters of recommendation. So in order to be a living letter of recommendation, there are some qualities or some things that we should do to be able to represent Christ. Number one, be ready to represent without backing down or away from challenges. So that just means y'all, when problems come, because problems are going to come. We count it all joy, right? But problems are going to come. But do we back down and run away from those problems? Or are we able to stand up for the challenge? Are we able to continue to go through to get through? That's another familiar thing, right? We've got to go through to get through. We can't back down. When, when things aren't going the way we want them to, we keep the faith and not turn away from God, but we turn to God. So being ready to represent without backing down or away from challenges. Number two, patient, being patient. The Lord is long-suffering. He's patient. We know scripture says love is patient, right? So one of the qualities that we must have to represent Christ is we must be patient. And then number three, reasonable. I'm thinking of Romans 12 and one and two. It says it's my reasonable service. That might not be the right scripture, y'all, but y'all get where I'm going. Reasonable, making sure that our actions are reasonable. Number four, tactical. So I like to think about tactical as strategic, right? We're strategic or tactical in what we do and what we say. Meaning there's some thought put into it. When you think about being tactical, there's a plan put in place that you're going to follow through with this plan or this strategy in order to be tactical. So it requires some thought and some effort when we talk about being tactical. Number five, being clear. Being clear in our speech, being clear in our communication, so there's no confusion, right? The opposite of clear is confusion. So we want to be clear and make sure that our intentions are clear, our thoughts are clear, our actions are clear. Number six, to be fair. Making sure we're being fair in our choices and what we do, what we don't do, just being able to be fair. Number seven, honest honesty y'all in our living as a living letter of recommendation are we honest and I want to take a sidebar right here as it relates to living letters of recommendation right and being honest um if you're going to write a letter of recommendation for someone I would encourage you first of all to find out what job they're applying for you know in in the position that I'm in right now as a director you know I have when I have openings we post job positions And, you know, you get ready to hire someone and you ask them to give me references. So references is another form of recommendation. The the letter is more official and it's a written letter. But reference is also another way of looking at a recommendation, right? Somebody's recommending you or you can put them as a reference. And so whether you're going to do the full letter of recommendation or you're going to just be a reference Please, 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 y'all make sure that you find out what job the person is applying for. It's nothing worse as a director than hiring someone and getting a letter of recommendation, verifying all their references, and then the person starts and they can't do the job that they applied for the job and and you think about well did you check the references yes all of the references said this is a great candidate and it doesn't mean that the person themselves is not great because again maybe you are speaking from a personal uh position on this person right but again honest being honest so how can i make this plain if you know that the person who you're recommending cannot work a cell phone you know that they cannot work a computer then don't recommend them. Don't write a letter of recommendation for a job that's going to require them to operate a computer. That's where we, I, I, I sidebar in the honest part is because we've got to be honest about it. And it's simply just letting the person know, hey, I don't think you. that's a good position for you, but you've got to be able to ask more questions. And yes, we want to help our friends and our family get jobs. But at the same time, I just, again, being on the other side of it now, it really is unfortunate when people write, letters of recommendation and our references. And then the person is not qualified to do the job. Um, Even, you know, I think about when you put somebody down for a reference on a car or or a house or whatever it is. And they say, we need three references, right? Come on, y'all, you know, don't put me down as a reference. That's first of all, if you're trying to get a loan or something, don't, don't use me because I don't want them calling me when, if I don't just want to say, you're not going to pay your bill, but (laughs) I don't want them calling me. Um, when or if you don't pay the bill. Amen? So honest, making sure we're honest. And then number eight, humble. We talked about that already. Being humble is just simply remembering that it's not me that's able to do it because pride is not a representation of Christ. Humility is, and not false humility, y'all, but to truly be humble. And if you truly have the mindset that knows that it's not me, then you will walk in true humility, not false humility. Number nine, attractive. And I'm not talking about pretty makeup and hair attractive, but I'm talking about being attractive to the eye. Being attractive to something about you draws people to you, but not to you, but to the Jesus in you, to the God in you, right? So being attractive. And then number 10, which I think is not strange that number 10 is dependable. As a living letter of recommendation, being dependable. That means you can be relied on. Because even in the letter of recommendation, I want you want to recommend somebody that's dependable, that the, the employer can trust to do the job that they're hiring them to do. So that goes back to, again, honest about doing those letters of recommendation, but then making sure we're dependable. Making sure we're where we say we're going to be at the time that we said we were going to be there, right? Being dependable. Can you be trusted? to to represent Christ. When nobody's looking, I think about this too. um, Another form of honesty is integrity, right? And the way that I think about integrity or I've heard integrity explained is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. So when nobody's looking, are you dependable? Another aspect that I want to discuss as it relates to uh, this living letter of recommendation is being or giving a letter of recommendation for Jesus to others. So this is about witnessing. This is about sharing the gospel with others about salvation. He who wins souls is wise. So this is another tool is what I'm calling it, a way that we can make sure as living letters of recommendation, right? That our life is recommending Jesus to others and that our life is able for us to share the gospel with others, so that souls may be saved. So let's look at living letters of recommendation from this aspect. Jesus is our candidate, and he is the one that we're recommending. So now we have to look at this letter of recommendation uh, more spiritually, right? Because now we are going to write this letter of recommendation on behalf of Jesus. So Jesus is the one that we are, are writing it for. So we talked about the letter of recommendation. It's praises. It talks about a job well done. And so what will you tell people about Jesus? As a living letter of recommendation, whether that's what people see or written letter, what will you tell people about Jesus? About his, how will you praise Jesus? How will you tell people about a job well done? When writing a letter of recommendation, There are three main points that all good letters should have, or they should address three things in this letter of recommendation. So this is helpful if you're going to write a letter of recommendation for someone else, or you're asking someone else to do it. I'm going to give you three points, but we're talking about being able to write this letter of recommendation and Jesus is the candidate. Jesus is the one that I'm recommending. Amen. So number one, it says, you must describe your relationship with the one you're recommending. So you must describe what is your relationship with Jesus. And when we talk about relationship, we're talking about true relationship. Who do you, who is Jesus to you? Who do you know Jesus to be? What relationship do you have? So even in the natural, the person you're writing the letter of recommendation for, what's that relationship? Whether that was super employee to supervisor. So I'm the director that there were my employees or my staff that work for me. So that's our relationship. Whether I'm writing the letter of recommendation for a friend, that's the relationship that I have with this person who I'm writing this letter for. Is is my friend. It's my sister. What is your relationship with Jesus Christ? And as we're preparing and as we're thinking about this letter of recommendation, specifically as a witnessing tool, We want to talk about the relationship that we have with Jesus. He is my savior. He is my deliverer. And let me tell you, he delivered me from crystal meth. He delivered me from long before I ever did drugs, y'all. He delivered me from fornication. He delivered me from looking for love in all the wrong places. He delivered me from not knowing my worth, not knowing my value. So my relationship with Jesus is he's my deliverer. He's my savior. He's my healer. What is your relationship? He's my father. He's my friend. What is your relationship? Amen. Number two, the third aspect of this letter of recommendation is observation and evaluation of their work. So, what has Jesus done for you? And I got ahead of myself just talking about relationship, but what has Jesus done for you? That's the other aspect of this. Being able to tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. And you know what Jesus has done for you better than anybody else. Don't let anybody else tell your story. You should know and be able to tell people what Jesus has done for you. And the thing about this that I want to encourage us with, encouraged to encourage, is telling people what he's done for you, right? So often we want to use, and it's okay. I'm not saying you can't use other people's testimony, but it should start with you. And it shouldn't be about what telling people what they need Jesus to do for them, but it's what has Jesus done for you? You should be able to tell what Jesus has done for you. And then yes, you can extend that and talk about some things that he's done for others if you need that extra, but you should be able to tell people what Jesus has done for you. He's, pro- he's my provider. He's provided for me. Um, previous message I shared about the miracles. I mean, and, and there's so many things y'all. and, and and take some time to really think about what has jesus done and i heard this my pastor was talking about this uh, recently what has he done for you lately also because yes our testimonies of when we got saved and you might have been saved 20 years there should be yes your 20 year story of when you first got saved but in 20 years there should be other things that we can talk about as far as what jesus has done for us right and if we need to make it simple He woke me up this morning because the reality is, y'all, not everybody's waking up. So he allowed me to wake up this morning. That's what he's done for me. But that's the second aspect of it. But it's specifically observation and evaluation, evaluating what he's done for you and all the good that he's done. He's a good God, y'all. And then number three, why they are qualified for the position. Why is Jesus qualified to, for the position of being Lord o, over their lives? To be their Savior. For them to accept. Because the whole purpose in this in salvation is for them to come to the knowing power of Jesus Christ. For them to call upon the Lord and they be saved. Right? For salvation. So why is Jesus qualified for the position? And let me just give you the answers to the test. Let me just help you with that answer. It's, use scripture. There's 66 books in the Bible. That we can talk about. We can find a way to show why Jesus is qualified for the position. And then if you need to, you can use your own life. But scripture, right? That's how we can show. What does the Bible say? And give people the word of God as the qualifications for the position. And then again, because it's personal knowledge, you can still go in on how you personally know him to be qualified. And then I go back to, right? That sidebar? If you can't talk about any details of why this person is qualified, and again, that's going to require you to ask what position are they applying for, then again, you want to make sure that the person you're recommending is qualified for the position they're asking you to recommend them for. Make it personal. When witnessing to others don't spend time talking about why they need Jesus spend that time talking about you and what Jesus has done for you don't talk about what they are doing or what they need to do make it personal and talk about where God brought you from uh, my church we they use a format for testifying it's you know where you've been where you're at and where you're going that's focused on me not on telling somebody else why they need Jesus Show them be that living letter of recommendation on behalf of Jesus. Tell them who He is to you and what He has done for you. The and again, depending on how much time you have, I encourage you with this too get in and quick. Right? You might not have 10 15 minutes to tell your long story, but what, what, who is He to you in this letter, living letter of recommendation? Right? I think about and maybe you've heard elevator speech, right? They say, oh, you're in the elevator, however long it takes for you to get to whatever floor you're going to, that's how long it is to tell somebody to be a living letter of recommendation, to witness to someone about what who God is and what he's done for you. The challenge is to be a living letter of recommendation for Jesus, making sure whether I open my mouth or whether when I open my mouth, am I a living letter of recommendation for Jesus do do my actions do my lifestyle recommend Jesus or is it the opposite right if I read your letter of recommendation I wouldn't want to hire Jesus I wouldn't want to have anything to do with Jesus or after reading you as the letter of recommendation I am going to want to offer Jesus the position of Lord over my life amen I'm just trying to make it plain And so just something that you can do in your spare time, I encourage you to write a letter of recommendation for Jesus and use it as a witnessing tool. Witnessing tool, use it where you go, right? Grocery store, wherever you're at, but being able to write this living letter of recommendation and go back and listen to the three aspects, the three main points of a good letter and what that letter of recommendation should address and be able to use that to share Jesus with someone. Jesus wants all, like the the purpose is Jesus wants all to be saved and he needs us, right? Doesn't need us from a sense of that without us, it won't get done, but it's our job as living letters of recommendation to be able to reach the lost at any cost, to be able to witness to other people, right? And so let's look at this. As I close, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3, because God wants all to be saved all to receive salvation and we can play a part in that amen let me get there second peter chapter three all right second peter chapter three i'm going to read verses nine through twelve actually i'm going to go ahead and start in verse eight it says dear friends don't overlook this one fact With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away. With a loud noise, the elements will burn and dissolve and be dissolved, And the earth and the works on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. As you wait for the day of God and hasten its coming, because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat, y'all. So it says that while we wait, God is not delaying. He's giving all those an opportunity to come to repentance. But back in verse 11, it says, Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. So we should be, while we wait, living letters of recommendation, holy in conduct and godliness. And then verse 14, it says, Therefore, dear friends, While you wait for these things, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in his sight at peace. So while we're waiting, y'all, let's purpose to be living letters of recommendation. Be blessed, y'all. It's testimony time. Testimony time is about sharing where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going in Christ. We should always have something that we can testify concerning the goodness of the Lord. The goal is to do it in three to five minutes or less. Praise the Lord, y'all. Today's testimony is about... I've been on my job now going on two years. In April, it'll be two years. But in those two years, I've been through, now I'm in my third grant or program year. And and just briefly, program years go from like August to September, and then it starts a new program year. But then now we we ended one grant year, and now we started a new five-year grant year. So basically two years, but I'm in my third cycle. Let's look at it like that. Now, when I started the job, the program was already failing. And I hate to say failing, but it wasn't meeting its goals. So in grants, in grant-funded positions, there's goals, there's deliverables, and there's things that you're supposed to meet. And so the program had not been meeting it. From what I was told, it had not meted those deliverables or those goals in quite some time. And so I've been here now, like I said, two years. And so where we are now, and in this new grant year, and the new grant year It was renewed for another five years, but we just started the new grant year in September. So this is now December. So September, October, November. So we finished one quarter. So that's the other thing. Every three months, you end a quarter. And then at the end of the quarter, they evaluate us and we have to determine, you know, where our numbers are, where our goals are, where our percentages are, y'all. And so I'm just grateful on today to be able to testify that for the first time in quite some time, from what I've been told is we met our goals. One of the goals that the program has never been able to meet in the past. At the end of this first quarter, we have successfully met that. And so I just give God the glory for that because again, it's nothing that I've been able to do, but my prayers, God has answered my prayers of being able to have the program succeed. Um, we There were some changes made to the program. I was able to get new staff and I have some solid staff members here. And so that's contributed to us being able to excel, and so I'm just grateful, and I just wanted to testify about God's goodness, God's favor, and just being able to trust God, to even when you're failing, so even though those prior years, we weren't meeting the goals, my hope and my faith was in God, I still continue to trust in God, that we will continue to excel, um, and that the people that I have in place will continue to excel, and we will be able to meet those program deliverables, And I just wanted to encourage you to trust in God, to not be moved by what it looks like, but to continue to keep your faith in God. Do you enjoy listening to Encourage to Encourage podcasts? If you could do me a favor, share your favorite episode with two or three people. Make sure that you like follow, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Help me reach as many people to hear this good gospel.